reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favorite. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double H, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and a man who is brave in those Wisconsin wins, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Trying not to blow away out here. I, I don't know if you can hear, but the winds are swirling out this window. Yeah, when we first started, we first got on here. We record on Skype. Uh, there were some little issues we thought because of the wind, but we're up and good now. So hopefully it, it stays that way. Uh, I am dealing with a bit of a situation in my house. Uh, COVID has finally hit. We have not. I have not tested positive this entire time. It's well documented where I've been out this a lot of the time during the pandemic and after and stuff like that. But we have never had it. My wife works from home. Daughter does a daycare. Uh, got a note on Monday that two kids in the daycare tested positive. We took Lily to the doctor. She was having cold symptoms. Sure enough, she tested positive. That was on Monday. Uh, that was yesterday. Today. And yesterday, me and Rachel both took tests. Both came up negative. So today... We both took tests again when we woke up. She was positive. I was negative. So I don't know what the protocols here are. They told us that Lily has to stay home for five days and then she can come back to daycare if she wears a mask. She's not going to wear a mask for five days after that. She's not going to wear a mask. She's almost three years old. She's not going to keep it on. Not that we're opposed to having her wear a mask. It's just that she just, it's not in the car. She's not going to keep it on. So she's home from daycare for two weeks. Um, we're all just kind of quarantining right now. I'm going to keep taking tests. I have a good amount of tests here. I have everything I need. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm totally cool with staying home for a few days. I'm an introvert anyway, so can't tell. I got, I'm a little more bubbly right now because I've been in the house dealing with all this, and now I'm finally like dealing with some normalcy, <laughs> talking to you on this podcast. We're about to watch wrestling. Uh, yeah, and I'm not drinking wine. Through, I'm not drinking wine or anything. So I just want to stay as healthy as I can through all this. So yeah, you got you guys got clear-headed Eric tonight for the show. That's very rare. Yeah, that's that's uh, we'll see what happens. It might be a bad thing. You might go off the rails here. Could be a shitty thing. Speaking (laughs) of seeing what happens, big, 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 big news dropped. Uh, We're recording this on Tuesday, February fifteenth. This morning, I would say about ten a.m. The news dropped that Cody Rhodes was not going to re be resigning with AEW and rumor is he's going back to WWE. Uh, Tony Khan put out a nice press release thanking them. Cody Rhodes put out a nice press release thanking everybody. Brandon Rhodes did the same thing. Uh, Dustin Rhodes said he's staying. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack here. This is something, Barry, I did not think we'd ever be talking about. No, and especially the way Cody left, um, the way he exited, some of the things he's done, you know, crushing the throne. I mean, you've seen the the tweets today, people putting memes of him, like, putting it back together and yeah. and all that. Those are funny. Um, but, man, 
It, definitely. I, of all the people to go first, I think we had even talked about maybe like Hangman Page being one of the first guys, you know, to go over Jericho or somebody like that. And for it to be Cody, like one of the, I mean, the face of the company for several years. Uh, it's it's crazy, mind blowing. Blows my mind. I always thought it'd be Jericho. Just because, you know, we saw him go on the Stone Cold show. I think there's still a good relationship there. I think the Hall of Fame does await him at some point. So I thought that would be the case. I didn't see Cody coming. Now, this is coming from Meltzer's Twitter right here. Uh, The Cody-Brandy split with AEW happened yesterday. That would have been on Valentine's Day. Two sides didn't come to terms on a new deal after six weeks. I know he was working. He said he was working on a handshake on the show. He said that was a shoot. There's a lot more to read into this. In our show last night, we talked about the different issues. That's Dave's podcast, whatever. But he could legally be on WWE TV at any time. Yesterday on the Cody situation, the Warriors were involved, and they agreed to part ways. As we talked about last night's show, again, Dave's podcast, there are a ton of repercussions to this story. I feel like a lot. I mean, the, the, the Go Big show, whatever the hell that thing's called. I mean, like he's been the face of the company. He's been everywhere representing AEW. And those are some big shoes to fill. A lot of people think it's a work. Here's what I think. This is, again, this is all speculation. I think a lot of this came down to ego. I really do. Ego and cash. I think that Cody had a uh, dollar amount in his mind of what his value was. I don't know if maybe that dollar amount was put in his mind by somebody up north that they were willing to pay him because whatever somebody's willing to pay you is what your value is. So... And also, we, we've heard a lot of times of Tony Khan taking more control of creative, taking more control of this, taking more control of that. Because I think in the beginning, AEW was a little, at times, nonsensical. And I do think it's important. You hear this a lot of times in, in pro wrestling. It's important that the, the buck has to stop somewhere. And I think that Tony Khan, it being his company, and he owns 100% of that company, the Khan family does, not, not the Rhodes family. He owns 100% of the company that the buck won, he wanted the buck to stop with him. And I do think that since that's happened, the creative's gotten a lot better and things like that. Uh, I think that's where the ego comes into play. We hear a lot of times, Barry, you can speak to this a lot better than I can. We heard this a lot about Dusty. And the ego was big. And yeah, he was a genius, creative genius, and made stars, did this, did that. Uh, but a lot of it was put himself in the main event and a big ego. And then at times maybe his Pierce thought an inflated sense of self. And I feel like there's a lot of things, same things are being said about Cody right now, possibly. Now, I love Cody Rhodes. I love his work. I've called him one of the best storytellers in wrestling. I think no matter where he works, he will add to that promotion. I really do. But also, I think that, you know, sometimes when somebody's forced to take a role and they don't want to take that role, it's tough to take a step back when you've been in the driver's seat. That's all. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dusty, the... I think he gets a lot of blame for Crockett going bankrupt. Um, let's let's buy private planes. You know, let's let's uh, buy private plane and fly seven guys. The rest of the guys can drive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Cody was that, you know, bad business sense wise. I mean, he seems like he's a very very uh, good businessman. Uh, he he keeps his shit pretty pretty on course. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you. I think he, 
he had i think early AEW, he probably was the creative behind a lot of those storylines they rehashed a lot of stuff his dad used to do um i definitely definitely think though that he at some point you would think he would come back you know what i mean he's on a hand right. like you said he's on a handshake deal he could go to WWE. I mean, I've seen people speculating, like, can Vince trust him? Can, you know, is is this a wise move? You know what I mean? And I, I think I saw you at even, you know, like, yeah, he's he's there under contract. If he's under contract, he's going to be, you know, a professional. He's going to do what he's supposed to. And I agree with that. But uh, at some point, I think you have to, he has to go to AEW. I mean, that's, I want, you don't, his baby. I mean, you would, that's him, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman, Hangman Page. Those guys, I mean, that was like their startup. I mean, that was their their creation. I mean, that's, that's kind of hard to just, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm walking away from it over money. Right. And also, we will, I'm sorry, I, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show, we are doing a watch along today. Eddie Guerrero, Brock, Brock Lesnar, No Way Out 2004. So we are doing that. So cue it up to one hour, 49 minutes, as we you know, continue to talk about this a little bit longer. Um, you know, I, I was thinking today, you know, Jeff Jarrett has been using the moniker The Last Outlaw, right? Yep. And in a way, like, I've always thought his career was so interesting. I didn't realize until he started doing his podcast. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, he's been kind of everywhere. Because I've always thought, like, Jericho has had the most unique career that I've probably ever seen. Yeah. I thought Cody might be testing that. He really might be for a guy to go back and forth, back and forth, possibly here. I don't know how long the contract is. I will say that they say, whenever you leave WWE, go make yourself more valuable. Yep. Correct. We've seen Drew McIntyre do that. We've seen several people do that. I think that Cody Rose definitely made himself more valuable than what he yeah. was. When he, I don't think there's a question about that. Um, now, let's just speculate on my career with WWE. Uh, do you throw him right in the main event picture? Yeah, you have to. It, at, like I said, he he made himself more valuable, and WWE has been looking for a way to kind of deter some of the AEW fans to put eyes on their product again. And with Cody coming over, I think a lot of people will put eyes back on their product. But if you if you fucking shit on him and go, to, then they're just going to go up same old yep. and go right back. So I it, he has forced their hand to put put me in this spot, or you know, it's not going to work. And I think they have to put him in that top spot. I agree, man. If you if he goes there and it's just the same old shit. Like what people say, the stereotypical mid card shit. And he's chased around for the 24 seven title. That ain't going to fly. Nope. That is not going to, and that's, that's going to look bad. Um, now, as far as the moniker, the gimmick, the tattoo. Now, is that a smart thing? No, no. Why not? I just, I never got into that. I never liked it. I didn't like when he did it in AEW. But, I mean, can they make money off it? Can they prof- Can they make that profitable? Yeah, they've got the machine to, to do it. 
Uh, and they probably will. I mean, they, they make a lot of money, a lot more money than I do. And they'll, they'll uh, find a way. <laughs> they'll find a way to, to turn that tattoo into some money for Cody and Brandy. And Cody themselves. Has, Cody has 39 pieces of merch on Shop AEW. Jesus. I believe that's second to, I could be wrong here. I believe the Young Bucks have 50. And I believe Jericho has 50. So I don't know about Omega. I, I only check with certain big names, but 39 is a lot. A lot of it is that tattoo, right? Stickers, right. Yep. pins and T-shirts and posters and of that tattoo. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I feel like there's no way you can just ignore it. Right. He is the American Nightmare. That is his brand. So be interesting to see. I don't, and like you said, you alluded to earlier, hell of a businessman. Who knows what he's able to negotiate here? Exactly. And he's in, I mean, people have tried to get him to kind of bash Randy Orton before and things like that. And he's like, dude, Randy Orton made me a millionaire. Yeah. He he showed me the way to, to make money. And I think he has close friends there. I think he'll be okay. Uh, but I, like I said, at some point you go back to your bait, you know what I mean? You want to see what it's become. And after three years or whatever, he does maybe a farewell run and that's the end. I've always thought that like that animosity between like people in the two promotions, AW and uh, WB, I've always thought that was like so fucking overblown. Like, yeah, with punk probably, but like, you know, I've heard stories of like triple H texting Cody and congratulating him after double or nothing. Right. And things well. like that. Like that's stuff that like, I don't think these, I think that like, I think that fans get themselves a lot more worked up about a TV show than they do sometimes. Absolutely. And that's like even back in the eighties and nineties, when these guys would see each other at the bar, or the airport, they're talking, Hey man, what's up? Like, yeah. you know, they're buddies. They're, they're living the same life and you gravitate to, to people that are going through the same shit as you. Right. Well, you about ready to get this watch along going? I'm ready to watch Eddie Guerrero put on a show here. I knew you would be. Uh, no Way Out 2004. This takes place February 15th, 2004, 18 years ago to the day we are recording this. It's in Daly City, California at the Cal Palace. Attendance 11,000. The last event is Royal Rumble. The next event will be WrestleMania 20. Sponsor for the show is THQ. That's the video game. Yep. And this is a SmackDown brand pay-per-view. Anything else I'm missing? Uh, Taz and Michael Cole on commentary. <laughs> I I am ready whenever you are. You want to go ahead and uh, give us the count? I'll let you do this. Oh, thank you. Three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count three and I'm going to say the P word. There it is. <laughs> One, two, three. Play. Tail the tape. the tape. 64295 for Brock, 59220 for Eddie. Uh, I feel like that's generous. <laughs> F5, Frog Splash, three time WWE champion, former US champion, youngest WWE champion, NCAA champion for Brock. Eddie is a former WWE tag team champion. Whew. Brock is, what, 25 years old here? Yeah. Right around there. This is the fist era of SmackDown. So I take it they had a battle royal for this, right? 
number one contender yeah. is what we're talking to now. On SmackDown, you got Rikishi, Kurt Angle. We got some big names here. Big, big names. Uh oh. We got our first run in. Oh, he's teetering. Kurt Angle out there teetering. Eddie and Kurt up there having a moment. Look at that. Damn. Oh. I tell you what, we just don't, I mean, Eddie and Kurt, golly. As Eddie celebrates, Kurt pissed. He, I got a feeling he's punching his head. Probably didn't feel those headshots. Right. There she is. Got a little COVID baby here. Lily bug, lily bug. Yeah, we've tried to isolate the best we can, but it's, it's impossible with a toddler. There's no way. Yeah, she's not. There's Eddie busted open. Uh, what do you remember about the buildup for this? This is about the time I came back. Like, once Evolution started... With Flair and the uh, Triple H and those guys, that's kind of when I came back into the wrestling scene there. And so I was like, all I was all about this. Um, I mean, Brock was, I mean, a young, I mean, literally a young stud. I mean, destroying everyone. Yeah. And Eddie was that young. He was the veteran, the workhorse. That had never could he get to the top? Could it, how could he ever beat a Brock Lesnar? You know, what I mean, underdog story, everything's against him. You just read the tell the tape. I mean, he's given right. up eight, nine inches, seventy-five pounds. I mean, is and just over. Eddie was huge over here at this time. The eight signs. I mean, huge over. And people loved him, loved him. Lie, cheat, and steal. <laughs> so I, mean, I was not you... watching. I was not watching this time. I'm sorry. I was not watching, but I have gone back and watched. And of course, I've read, you know, the internet and have read some message boards thing I got from the time. And I'll tell you, the groundswell for Eddie was just people wanted him to be a champion bad. Yeah. And and if look, just look at Brock here. I mean, he is so. I mean, he's just young and just full of of He looks everything. like an alien. He looks yeah. like a human rhinoceros. The fucking traps on this fucking guy. I mean, just he's full, with... brother. Uh, your thoughts on the SmackDown belt? Uh, I, did, I never really was into any belt other than the original. You know what I mean? Like, the Wayne Deagle I was big on. Austin, the bigger one. The Attitude Air belt, I I liked. I, I wasn't totally against. But these other belts, when they started, like, branching out with, I just, I never could get with them. I did enjoy the complete brand split. Now, I would yeah. not watch a lot, but I would check in from time to time. And I did, you know what I mean? I got the gist of that. I've always been a wrestling fan. So I got the gist of that. And, yeah, I actually enjoyed the separate pay-per-views, the SmackDown being kind of the, the, the worker brand which we've talked oh. about for years, right? So it's always kind of maintained that. And they say Vince is less hands-on with that. Now, is Paul running, Paul Heyman running SmackDown at this time? Oof. That's a good question. I, man, is Paul, is Paul still here? Because remember, he got yeah. fired for a little bit. In and out a lot. Um, 
weird to see Brock without the the uh, sword on his chest. Yeah. Here, this is free free sword on the chest, Brock. Eddie's in the low rider here. Hit switches. switches. Lots of Eddie signs. People are kind of going nuts here. Yeah, they're really going nuts here for him. Yeah, he's huge over. Huge over in California, especially. And he's jacked up. I mean, look at his back. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you talk about being full. (laughs) Acne all over his back. I'm not disparaging Eddie here. This is definitely not a disparage Eddie Guerrero podcast at all. But Brock and they're talking shit. Yeah, but again, these I mean and and not and I'm gonna bring him up too, his him and Benoit are five six, five seven at best. Yeah. And and they're roided to the gills. Let's be fucking honest. Because they had to. They I mean yeah. to even look comparable to a Brock Lesnar, a Kurt Ant. I mean, they had to. They're in Atlanta Giants. If you want to be there. I mean, Brock just looks like a fucking wall. <laughs> yes. I mean, he doesn't even look like a real person, man. I remember the first time I saw him was like, he, whenever he made the debut on SmackDown Raw, whatever it was, he came in and started F5ing motherfuckers with Paul. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> And so I'll tell you a fucking crazy story. And uh, Kenley's grandma, uh, her mother's mom, dated Brock Lesnar's uncle. Okay. And so when Brock got sick with the diverticulitis and all that before it came out, I knew about that probably three days before it came out because his uncle was sitting there telling and. His, like, he would have, like, fight parties and all that, and his uncle would, you know, oh, yeah, come over and yada, yada, and, I mean, a wild, wild scene. <laughs> Watching fights with the Lesners? No, I did not, um, <laughs> but I will say this about Brock is uh, he takes care of his family. Like, that has never been an issue. I believe Rock's like he, 26 years old here. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying he doesn't. There's not a lot of people I don't think he trusts or gets involved with. But mm-hmm. I, as far as I know, like his family, he he takes care of his family. Like good. And the people here, t- he's twice the size of Eddie right here. Right. Because he's on the, he's on strong. the same. He's on the same supplements Eddie's on. Yeah, they are definitely <laughs> yes. That is they are chemically enhanced. Now I saw Vicky. Was it a couple years ago? She sold these boots on pro wrestling tees. Jesus. Or auctioned them off or something like that. Right. It was for a good cause. There was a reason behind it, but. Now, we see Brock here, a young Brock. This is obviously young, wild stallion, young bull. He made an appearance on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He was on there for 49 minutes. And I know you said you caught at least some clips. I have never seen him be 
that candid for that long in an interview. It was fascinating. Yeah, and do it like doing the Stone Cold impressions and what well, like he's a funny fucking dude when he like lets his guard down when he relaxes. Yeah, I've never seen him be one of the boys before. And I was telling you before the show, I think like credit to Pat McAfee because that show is fantastic. But one of the best things I like about that show is when people do go on that show, they drop their guard. And I think with Pat McAfee being from the sports world and now he's in the wrestling world, and these guys get around him. I think they generally like him. They trust him. They've seen the show. Michael Cole is a big fan of it, and him and Pat McAfee have gotten apparently very close, so that probably helps, and Russell see that, like, oh, Cole's good with him, you know? So, I don't know. That could be me just talking shit, but either way, it was good to see him drop his guard and just basically look like he'd just be one of the boys for almost an hour. That was really cool. Well, you you think about it as, you know, when these when these guys meet people, they always want something from them. Yeah. Kind of an autograph, kind of a picture, something. And you go on a show with a guy that that probably makes you know makes more money than you do, does whatever. He doesn't want nothing from it. He wants to chill, talk. So he it's it's a more relaxing setting when you know like this dude wants nothing from me but to just chill and talk, right? And have fun. And that I think that's the atmosphere. See, Brock's just manhandling Eddie here. Yeah. Shout the referee gotten on uh, black and blue shoes for the SmackDown brand pay per view. Yeah, that's uh, is that a little Hebner? Well, let's see here. I can probably pull it up for you. Yep, that's Brian Hebner. Okay. Tony Gurria is also here. Brian Hebner, Jimmy Corderas, Nick Patrick, and Charles Robinson. Nick Patrick, that's a while. Yeah. Uh, pretty good pay-per-view. P- pretty good pay-per-view. You had Kurt Angle defeat Big Show and Cena, a triple threat before this. Uh, Chavo with with Chavo Senior defeated Rey Mysterio. Uh, Hardcore Holly defeated Rhino. Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas defeated APA. This is pre-JBL, like must have been right before it. Uh, Jamie Noble defeated Nidia in a blindfold match. That must have been fucking up. Barn burner. Rikishi <laughs> and Sky Too Holly defeated the Basham Brothers and Shaniqua in an intergender 2-1-3 handicap match to retain the tag team championships. And the Sunday Night Heat, Tajiri, Akio, and Sakota defeated Kidman, Paul London, and Ultimo Dragon. And and this match here uh, is, is basically what everyone remembers. Um, but it, it's Eddie just bumping. I mean, he's bumping around. He's taking back. <laughs> That's all natural. <laughs> Something naturally enhanced. Good Lord, Eddie. But that's, I mean, again, it's it's wild. I mean, but this is how you work a big man versus small man match and build to the the small guy making the comeback. I was uh, I was watching wrestling. Like, and my wife's family was here when I was watching wrestling in my office, and her brother popped in. I can't remember who was on the TV, but somebody who was gassed to the gills. He said, "Oh, that guy. I remember him. He alive?" I said, "No." He's like, "Can't see why." He walked out. I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, his heart exploded. Right. Yeah, he was just he a little. 
This is where Eddie's working here, though, right? You yeah, got right. to off your feet. And this is where he gets going. He's going to do anything he can to keep him off his feet. A lot of cheating steals are going to come in. We saw him use the top rope on a little neck breaker right there. He's trying to get that knee around that ring post. Yeah, he's going to work here. And everything and he's so, going to do is going to make a whole lot of sense. And see, he was even making it pulling Brock to the corner a struggle. Like yeah. he, like that was a fight. That I get, you know, how can I move this guy? You know, we come in and break the count. Oh, that's break, great. And Brock break his shoulder the right there. <laughs> yeah. And he got the frosted tips and a fade. Very 2004. Uh, February 15th, 2004. Where were you at? I was uh, watching this pay per view. Okay. I was uh I was in Portsmouth. That's right. Living in Portsmouth this time. With uh I was living on Fourth Street with Jeremy Ross. So you were right up the road, doll. Yeah. I was on Fourth and Offner right there. And I was on market. Right there you go. You're corner. right up the road from me. Yeah, right up the road from me. Yellow house. Should've went, should've went to your house for the pay per view. You should have came over. <laughs> Rock's gonna go for an early pin here. I said he he looks young. Compared to like what I saw yesterday on TV, he looks young, right. unscarred, unfeathered. He looks a little more leathered, a little more leathery, a little more weathered. Of course, that's gonna happen when you're 26 as opposed to 44. Right, and you've you've had some UFC fights. You've you've had yeah. some training, some some a uh, couple thousand matches under your belt. Brian Hendrick working. He's got a Jordan wristband on his arm. He could have really just flipped that over and not had the Jordan logo. He's got some Nikes on, though. He's out here stunning. He's got some shocks. He's and, trying to make us and, look good. In 2004, those the shocks were probably like 200 bucks. Yeah. And, and this is full-time Brock, too. I mean, Brock's on the road full time here. Got his own plane, right? Nice jawbreaker. Nice jawbreaker. Got his own plane. Made all his all his travels as easy as he possibly could. Spared no expense. Probably spent a fucking ass load doing that. It was probably a bit counterproductive at times, I'd imagine. And just gets Eddie up easy for the press. Eddie storms out of it and again, gets him off his feet. Big guy, small guy, that's what you do, Barry, right? Get him off their feet. Keep them Absolutely. Take out the base. Yeah, and and work and Brock and Eddie's call Eddie's calling this whole match, and I think Brock would probably say that as he's telling him, "Cut me off, don't." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's calling this whole thing here, and and Brock is smart enough to trust Eddie. Like you're not gonna make me look bad here, because for See, a I, young, for a young. Yeah up and coming like Vince is shooting me to the fucking moon I, that'd be hard to trust like these guys want my spot like, yeah you know and so I think he had a lot of respect for Eddie and trust I was going to say that probably speaks to the respect for Eddie right like yeah. what he thought about him speaking of see the little leg work I got in today I saw that brother that looks real nice really nice this is the um AEW Unmatched Series 2, the Luminaries. I got the Sting. This is the Walmart exclusive. So you got half the Darby paint. 
I do kind of prefer the regular one with the trench coat. So, but don't know if I'll see that. So I was like twenty, like twenty four dollars after tax. Nice, yeah. But happy to get the figure. They actually had two. One box was kind of beat up. This one was immaculate. So we know you know how we do around here. But That's right. Really fucking happy to add it. Really fucking happy. And Eddie is just fucking selling like his like his life depended on him. Like bumping like a boss. Look at how easy Brock just fucking like took off and ended up over the top rope. Selling that knee. Brock Lesnar, I'm telling you, is a lot better professional wrestler than what people give him credit for. Oh, yeah. And there goes Eddie. Brock, athletic as hell. Back in the day, doing the shooting star press. Dude, he was doing that shit in OVW. Yeah. Like, making nothing and, and hitting shooting stars. Well, he almost killed himself with a fucking WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Kurt Angle. I'll tell you what, Kyle Lowry ain't worth a shit. <laughs> Are we checking FanDuel lineups here? We just, sorry, I have to check my FanDuel real quick. My phone's blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> this Eddie just keeps coming here, right? And this is great. Again, attack the base. Get him off. Get the monster off his feet. Yep. But again, making it look so difficult because he has to sell everything Brock's doing to him. Get somebody down there selling slushies. I know you'd be hitting them up. Now you'd have to. In 2004? What flavor? Cherry. Cherry. Somebody's got the old school U.S. title there. Oh, stun gun. Love that. Yeah. I mean, you're there with Eddie Guerrero. I got to think, yeah, your options just open up so much more as, like, what your offense can be, right? Oh, yeah. And especially being as big as Brock is, you you know, you know Eddie's going to fly for you. Right, right. And especially with Eddie going over, you know, he's really going to make this match fucking as good as he can. The crowd's pretty hot for this. I know we don't have the sound on right now, but they're really hot for this. Yeah, somebody with the old school U.S. title back there. You're right. Yeah. Hold it up. I always think of Rick Rude when I see that belt. I think that's the guy my brother-in-law might have been looking at on my TV. <laughs> Rick Rude? <laughs> Sorry, Rude family. Oh, is Brock going to tap? Is he going to tap? The STF. Eric Watts would have been proud. Very proud. <laughs> Brock fights his way out of it. I mean, he's just so much bigger than Eddie. Good Lord. But he's making it work, right? He's yeah. making it look good. He'll work his leg. And, and he's working the legs. Make it tough for the big man to stand up. Because, I mean, let's be honest, that's the fucking smallest part on Brock. You know, is his legs. Yeah. 
I've seen some little dudes do pretty well in some real life fights in that tactic. Yeah. That motherfucker off his feet. Okay, very tall. He's going for a figure four here. <clears throat> we tough to get a figure four of the big man. Trying to figure four rhinoceros. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, his, his legs are too big here. <laughs> Kick me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. And look, he just told uh, Hebner something, man. He said, go relay that message. I tell you what, I do miss the um, the ringside cameraman. Yeah. I always thought that had like a big fight feel to it. Especially like back in the day, right? Remember you watched, I mean, the old WWF, like. Yep. That shit's classic. You got Bill Apter out there fucking snapping photos. Now we got some belly to belly suplexes happening. Magnum TA shout out. Yep. What could have been Terry Allen? What could have been? Somebody somebody was trying to start shit the other yesterday. They no. said uh they said Magnum TA most overrated wrestler of all time. Who said what? As a, I said the dude had a five year career and had fucking like literally was so the the anointed next world champion but you know he uh some he clown so, on twitter's got to tweet some bullshit yeah and i didn't even respond I was like they're just trying to get shit started is it funny how you can like log on to twitter though like i always say wrestling twitter is a wild place because like you just be going about your day and log on there and all of a sudden somebody will like tweet about some bullshit that pissed him off at the hardcore championship in 1999 or some shit <laughs> you know I mean? it's like it's always the most random shit right yeah. like, i just logged on there it's all magnum t was most overrated like yeah that's that's fucking falling in line with the most random shit yeah look at this figure four here you got it on i know uh, uh, uh i can't remember the, it's bad wrestling takes whatever the fuck it's called cringe wrestling takes on twitter obviously they get fucking fodder for days but i think random shit might be a decent twitter account you know what i mean like i could probably just scroll on twitter right now and just find some really just random shit 1981 picture of of uh freddie blassie and hulk hogan and killer con and stan hansen just random that's very random it's just all cody Rhodes right now eli apple's mad on twitter Sports show. We have Deontay for the sports show tomorrow. By the way, no, he's he's becoming a permanent fixture on the on the sports show. It's got he add, takes. He, yeah, he adds a lot. I like uh, having him on. And he's still working the figure four. Then and, and Brock selling the knee, selling for him here. Sell your knee, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Rock's doing a great job here. And like, and like I said, it, it'd be so easy for Eddie to just make him look like shit if right. he wanted. Crowd's kind of calmed down a little bit, though, right? We've got, we've got some rest holds here, kind of a lull in the match. 
It's starting to come alive a little bit. Eddie's trying to work the leg back into the STF like he had before. Brock sounded like he's going to tap. Happens down on his knees. Everybody's just kind of chilling here as Eddie tells him what's going to happen next. Right. Eddie's like, here, we got about five, ten minutes left. You're going to fucking murder me for eight of these ten. <laughs> and fucking, you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> Oh, people tweeting about NXT. You don't see that very often. Right? Oh, my have you, God. Have you watched any NXT 2.0? I have not wasted my time. I have not. Somebody just laughed. Somebody just made a meme of uh, Arn on the Broken Skull Sessions holding up the Glock with Stone Cold with his hands <laughs> back. <laughs> Spine buster right there. Shout out Ron Simmons. Cody Rhodes would be a good broken skull session. Yeah. Be a really good broken skull session. Eddie looks dead after that spine buster, by the way. Right. Brock slow with the pin. Eddie kicks out. Brock frustrated as shit. Goes for another double leg pin here. Eddie kicks out again. Brock just detested, just dejected. Detested, whatever the word is. Something. He's pissed. He's ejected. He's ejected. A lot of rest holds here now. The match has definitely slowed up. Everybody's catching their breath. We're going to have a hot finish here. Yeah, I I think uh, you think Brock's gassed here. Yeah. And Eddie's like, all right, we'll slow it up a little bit. (laughs) Catch your breath, big fella. Yeah. Eddie's been flying around like a little pinball here. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that what's that's what makes this whole match so so good. Is Brock? He makes Brock look like fucking Superman, and then you know, and then he gets little shit in, little chips away, chips away, chips away, fights back, gets cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now here we here they come back to their feet. Eddie fighting. Look at the fucking sweat <laughs> all over the mat. Brock's got the worst headlock ever in right now. I oh second rope puts him on the second turnbuckle. Eddie puts Brock on the second bur- turnbuckle. Pronoun pal. What Vince says or whatever. <laughs> Eddie going up top. We have big thoughts here. We have big thoughts oh. here. I don't know if he's going for a drop kick or a frog splash or whatever it was. He landed on his side. Brock got out of the way. Busted Brock's nose for him, though. Looked like uh, Brock had a little blood there. Got a little hard way color. No big deal. Oh, nice suplex. Big there. suplex. Yeah. He got his ass up on that suplex. That's Brock bleeding, screaming, sweating like a madman, yelling at Eddie to stay down. And now Brock's moving quick. So he's going to flex some kind of a hip toss situation here. I don't know what he's doing. He's gassed. 
<laughs> he's trying to catch his fucking breath. He's fucking. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is gassed here. And Eddie's nice like. Nice little rest ball for Eddie. We got, again, fast finish coming up here. Hot finish. Eddie's got a little blood slanged across his back. Brock squeezing those those abdominal muscles. Trying I guess to get that's what he's doing there. here, right? It looks like he's going with some kind of reverse hip toss here, but he just has him clutched around the waist, just kind of laying on him here. Really yeah, doing trying to, trying to cut the air off, the air supply. I guess. Making it hard to br- come on now. Work with me here. <laughs> and we can't just say this is fucking terrible. No. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, now, see Brock could fucking hype him up here and right tossing. Now they get to their feet as Brian Hebner steps both their feet, and there's a, there's the hip toss right there. Jesus. Is that what that was, or was that just the sack of shit? Like, get the fuck know. over there. I was calling it a hip toss, or not a hip toss. He had him by the, both hands around the hips and just kind of like a half suplex. Threw him like a bag of shit. I like that better. Tried to roll him here. Brock might have had his shoulders down there on both those pin attempts. The big man's tired. Yeah, oh, Eddie, tired. Eddie's made him work here. Yeah. I forget about this match getting this slow. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this does slow the fuck down, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it Now the crowd's getting a little antsy, though, right? Now they're starting to stand. Now you see some hands. Eddie fighting for it. He's trying to find it, right? It's in there somewhere. There's a champion in there somewhere. Look at him. He's calling on the people. Calling on the people. Calling on the ancestors. Calling everybody, right? Any kind of strength he's he can talking. get. Talking to Vicky. Got headbutts to the head rock butts. right there the back of his head. Another headbutt to the ear right there. Both men just kind of teetering. Another headbutt. Any doing anything you can to get control of this match. Yeah. Another headbutt off the ropes. Kick to the leg. Takes get him the leg the again. Drop kicks him in the head. He stayed consistent, right? Yeah. The offense has been low. Hurricane oh. Rada, what you know about that? He's spinning around. Eddie's firing up here. He's trying to make his coming. Oh, cut off again. Brock with the big miss. Uh-oh. Oh. We got to get three amigos here? Here it is. On the big fella? He says, Help get up. Out, Help him he out, Brock. He says, get up, kid. I know you're fucking gassed here, but come on. Got one more. Yeah, work with me. He got him over. He did. A lot of help from Brock on that third one. <laughs> Brock's gone. Leave me lay here for a minute. Yeah, he's slapping the chest. He's feeling it. We're going up for it here. Was he shouting out Art Bar here? 
Oh, oh, he messed up. First, first time I saw, it, I was like, he's kind of far on that. And I forget, it's, you know, Teddy. Right, he he's going to hit that. You're in that third row. I'm hitting that frog splash. <laughs> yeah, that's like Body Van does Dam. travel. When Van Dam would do it, he could fucking go damn near clear across the ring. Nobody gets height like there's the F5 right there. That does hit Hebner. Hebner's out. Nobody's ever gotten height on a frog splash like Montez Ford, though. Right. He gets up. Here's the big F5. Ref, referee's down. Doesn't Come on, matter. Hebner. Come on, Hebner. Of course, this is like WWE's way of giving Brock that like little out, right? Well, yeah, you can't have him just do a clean job here. It's a totally clean job. But this is also setting up Mania 20 here. Right. Telling the youngster, get out of my way. I want that chair, son. No, get out of the chair, chair. I need the strap here. Get the fuck up, Tony Chimble. I need my belt. And now, was this accidental? See? Brock just laboring to his feet here. Well, there's your boy, Bill, William. Which sets uh, he, up just w- one of the worst WrestleMania matches you'd ever want to fucking see. Of all time. Uh, um, Bill moving a little little better at this time than he does well, now. It was 18 years ago. He can barely walk. <laughs> but they're going to put the belt on him again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are you shocked he's still wrestling today? Because I am. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that 10 years ago. I was like, no, he's not. But money will do that to you. Yeah, that's sweet, sweet Saudi money, right? That Saudi money, dog. That'll bring you out. Checks cash. He says, is that what you want? You want to pay me $5 million? Okay. Eddie goes for the cover here after the Goldberg Spear. One, two. Oh. Oh, fuck. He says no. That's the gut wrencher right there, right? That was it. He says, wait a second, youngster. I got this belt. A lot of Warriors gear in the stands. Yeah. He's setting it up here. Eddie looking for the belt shot here. He's got the championship. Referee's down. Brock fighting to his feet. Fighting to his feet. He doesn't know what's going on behind him. Of course not. He says, come on, Vato. Let me show you this, dog.
Swing and a miss. Brock kicks him, gets him down, gets him up for the F5. Oh, and he goes to the DT. Meant to be on the belt. Brock kind of Brock did a great job putting his arm out there, though. Right. Some of the belt. Great job by Brock. Uh oh. Crowd is going fucking insane. Insane. Oh, there it is. And look, Hebner finally wakes up. Magically wakes up. He says, one, two, three. And the crowd goes crazy. As Eddie, as Eddie crawls over the ref, spins on top right. of the referee. <laughs> crowd just goes absolutely fucking ballistic here for Eddie Grow. Unbelievable. Well, he's in the stance. He's in the stands with the people. What a moment, man. Yeah. He's laughing. What an absolute moment. Yeah. He says, where's the That's belt? That's awesome. Where's my belt at? You just, you just swung at somebody. There it is. Right. Make sure you take a fan's belt. Yeah. What a switch that would be if you were in the crowd. Man. <laughs> That's a come up and a half. Right. And not say a fucking word. I'd get the fuck out of there. Is he a hug with his mom? There's senior. There's Chavo. Wow. Was that Mom's Mondo? crying. Like, Mondo. There's 75 Guerreros. Hector's probably there. Yeah, that I mean, the crowd is shit. going fucking crazy. So they threw him a flag. The Mexican flag, or is that the California flag? Looks like the California flag. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. a bear on it. Yep, it is. And staying staying uh, far shots of the back. They don't want to show mm-hmm. the back. Yeah, the back is... This is definitely pre-HD. Good for him. Here, take my California flag. <laughs> that I got from someone. That I got from somebody that I thought was going to be a Mexican flag for the month. What a match. Yeah, definitely. Lots of signs. Uh, Eddie is over. Viva La Raza is doing his little shimmy. People are going nuts. Hell yeah, man. That's a feel-good story right there. Exactly. And Barry picked this match tonight, just so everybody knows. Yeah. This is a this is a Barry Frost special. Forgotten classics. 18 years ago today, though. Yes, sir. So, you know, relevant. Absolutely. And as we go off the air... Eddie saying, fuck yeah. Uh, good pick, Barry. Good job. Well, thank you. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here on that show? No, man. That was, again, just a great moment. Uh, Eddie getting his, uh, getting his come up and getting his due. And uh, it was sadly like less than a year or a year later, he would be gone. All right, let's do some shout-outs. I will start first. Uh, Jeff and Scott over at Fully Posable. Um, Marco, Sheena, and Seth over at Chick Foley. Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. Check them all out. 
Breaker and Bane, the power hour. Guys, last two watch longs we've had Bane, we've had Breaker. Check them out. Bane has our Breaker has a ton of podcasts, a TV toy cast. You know it's fake, right? Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Bane's also got No Holds Bar with Bill Benis. I have to listen to today's episode. I haven't listened to it yet. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, all haven't. the Ohio, all the Ohio players, uh, Cleaner, Sammy Evans. They were in Ohio this past weekend for Toy Ohio. Didn't get to catch them. Uh, Justin Summers over at Rustling Cheers. Check him out as well. Um, Travis Fowler and Breaker over the TB Toycast. Nick Haddock, sorry about your Bengals, brother. Uh, we will be doing the short show tomorrow. We will have Deontay Saunders on again at underscore under the knife. Check him out. He does a great job. And thank you guys all so much for supporting us. Barry, go ahead and do your shout outs. Uh, yeah, again, Drew Vensel, Caitlin Vensel, bringing up twins here, bringing twins, twins into the game. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, shout out to them. Awesome. Um, hell, uh, Dobro, uh, you named damn near everyone. <laughs> and that's okay, you know. So, yeah, but again, thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody for listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed uh, the watch long. If you did, if you didn't, that's too bad. We'll try better next time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. We always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. Thank you guys all so much for rating, reviewing, subscribing. You can find all our t-shirts over at whatamaneuver.net. That is the best way to support the show. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Hey. It goes one, two, three into the foe. Erica Berry, you're up with DTF, and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.